Brodo fam, before we start, we want to thank our sponsors at FanDuel. You want to know the only thing better than winning? It's winning cold, hard cash. And the best way to play fantasy football and win is with FanDuel. From double-ups to giant tournaments and private contests, there are a million ways to win every single week. And if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy or... Click on the link on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. FanDuel will match 20% of your first deposit with your first bet up to $500. FanDuel is just handing out money for you to play with. Plus, Brodo has you covered with optimizer lineups and weekly DFS articles on the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. We'll help you come out on top. Sign up today, play some lineups, and win some cash. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Review pod. Oh, Michael's, Michael's favorite time of day. Michael's favorite, the review pod. You can't get enough. Michael, week why, did, ten, why is it your ten, favorite? right? First double digit. Yeah, first double-digit week. It's my favorite because, you know, it's relaxed. It's fun. <laughs> Michael puts a lot of effort into his stuff. That's why, why so serious? That's why his predictions are so good. Um, a lot of big news in the league this week. Um, and big news in Michael's personal life. Uh, Michael got a nipple ring. Congrats, Michael. I was so confused when you started with big news in my personal life. I was like, this is about to be news to me. I did not get a nipple <laughs> ring. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Uh, I don't plan on getting a nipple ring either. All right. Nothing against nipple rings. Question for you. How much money for for you to get a Prince Albert? You know what a Prince Albert is? The one like the hanging chain or whatever? Or? No. Oh, on the penis? On the base of the penis where, like, where it can attach to the, to the balls. That would hurt OD, no? I don't know. I've never gotten one. There's a wrestler called Prince Albert one time. And he was just like, he was like, had mad earrings everywhere or uh, piercings everywhere. I don't know. How much money? Let's start with let's start with ten. How long do I gotta keep it in for? I mean, forever. Forever. Yeah. What do you mean? This is a, you think you're just gonna take it out before you go to sleep? Like this is your no. I'm like you know you take it out and then you let it heal. Like when you get an ear piercing, you could just take it out and let it heal. Yeah, but there's always that little like thing. Do you, what do you think you're just gonna get it pierced and then you're gonna take it out? No, you're I don't. Gonna maybe take you it. say like a month. I could take it out after a month and it's a like month. whatever. Look at you trying to get the edge. This kid's he's trying to get edges on fake bets that mean nothing. Even he he always gets the edge on bets here and and, and, oh, and the ones that mean nothing too. But I'm just talking to Jason. Jason's right next to us, by the way. Yeah. I'm just like talking to Jason. He's on the Monday pod. He's, he's he doing some uh, lawyerly work over there. Yeah, this guy's, uh, this look guy's, at that smile. Oh. <laughs> Jason looks bad. I, I probably need like <laughs> I need several hundred thousands of dollars to just have a penis ring for the rest. Like of how life. many? Several? Like three? Three no. down? At least five. I need I need at least half a mil. Half a milli? Half for a milli. for a Prince Albert? I think so, yeah. Man, if Katarina told you to get a Prince Albert, you'd do it tomorrow. Absolutely not. <laughs> Katarina's my girlfriend for those who don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Lovely you have lovely young lady who I don't think is into Prince Albert's, but you know, I never asked her. I will leave that for the masses to decide <laughs> upon themselves. <laughs> All right. With that being said, I don't know. I don't. I literally have no idea how this conversation yeah. started. But I, what, you're the one who just asked me if I'd get a penis ring out I'll, of nowhere. I'm the hostess with the mostest. If you didn't know. True. Um, speaking of that, though, let's let's get a let's get a. You know what we need, Michael? We need. Holy a, moly! Wait, yo, Obi Toppin, just absolute 
monster ridiculous dunk. That dude is a lot of fun to watch. Let's go Knicks. For people who don't know, I'm talking about a Knicks sophomore super athletic player. Yeah, so Jason currently is watching the Knicks game on a on a laptop, and we have the Monday Night Football game on, which is just kicking off now. Um, the 49ers are literally about to kick off right now to the Rams. Yep. So as you know, that's how our schedule uh, kicked off. Um, you know, the laptop is actually my work laptop, um, and it's extremely large. It's so and, big. And, like, it takes up, like, a whole couch seat if you put it on the couch. So Jason named it Rufus. <laughs> He's like, Rufus is on the couch again, or Rufus is taking up a seat. So if you ever hear us discuss Rufus, it's my laptop. Do you know what Rufus would enjoy a lot, I think? If it got a cell phone and downloaded the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Boom. Do you know why? Because Rufus would have everything he needed to dominate fantasy football. Fantasy player cards, which I used to write my article today. Literally, the app is the only thing I use to write my article today. Uh... A start-sit tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, game logs, usage charts, and every single stat you need, including advanced stats and exclusive stats. Is that that OBJ? Yep, first pass of the game is a five-yard pass to OBJ. Started OBJ in uh, Scott Fish today. Uh, Exclusive stats like true throw value, true target value, true performance value, um, adjusted air yards, and our newest one, points over average that is one of the best research tools that we've used this year. I've hit a lot of sleepers in the last four weeks since this has become public knowledge um, using points over average. And you can get all these tools at for absolutely free. You can go to brotofantasy.com, download it from there, or you can go to literally anywhere that has apps, and it's there. Fan- the Fantasy Football by Broto app is where to get it. And the reason why it's free, the reason why we can give you these things without you paying us, is because the people, the lovely people over at patreon.com slash brotofantasy who actually do pay us for our work and we appreciate that. You guys keep everything going. You keep us you keep us engaged because we're at the point of our lives now where we can't do this for free anymore. So you keep us here and you keep us giving you the information and we appreciate you. When you give us, when you are that, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Generous uh, to be a pay- Patreon a patron, excuse me, you get a ton of extras too. You get the extra episode every single week, the waiver pod that sets you up for the future. Waivers are the most important thing in fantasy. The waiver pod, you get DFS lineups. You get cash DFS lineups. You get access to the best community in the world, the Discord. Number one place I love to talk about fantasy football is the Discord. If you're getting sick and tired of fantasy Twitter, the exact opposite of fantasy Twitter is the Broto Discord. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, everything to love about that, and that's at Patreon.com, and you can support us. If you're listening right now and you're enjoying this for free, like, you know, hit us up, yo. Like, you know, give it, it's only $3 a month, you know? It's Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy, by the way. Did I not say that? You just said Patreon.com. Oh, you mean you can just go to Patreon.com Oh, Stafford just got picked on an absolute weird throw downfield to nobody. That's a guy who... Already a miscommunication with OBJ? Yeah, maybe? that was an OBJ shot. I think that's that's the product of a guy being on the team for four days and then coming in. Coming in. All right, obviously, uh, we got this game going, but let's get Donnie H going because H, uh, you know, we started this, this episode talking about Prince Alberts. We need an adult in the room. Let's get, let's get Donnie H in here. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in 30 minutes. This is Headline News. 
Good old Donny H. I bet you guys didn't know this, but Donny H is actually Michael's grandfather. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Tim just spewing the lies today. What are you talking about? He'd be your grandfather, too. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You're adopted. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Michael just found out he's adopted live on air. I, I, I apologize for that, Michael. My last name is Harrison. Dad. <laughs> no, I'm not Greek this whole time. Um. All right. So let's get into... Explains why I don't speak Greek then, you know? That, that, I think that you're does. onto something. Uh, let's get into the news here. Because the first big news, the greatest... The, I mean, the, the biggest news in general, this today, is, <laughs> is A.J. Dillon. And Aaron Jones, they thought it could be a, a torn ACL. It's not. So, thank the good Lord, Just it is not. Just a sprained MCL. Just a sprained MCL, which still sucks. He's going to miss at least a week or two. I mean, it's pretty clear that A.J. Dillon earned a spot in your lineup. If he's the starter, and there's nothing to to think that he won't be great in this opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know how we like to rename players based on their acronyms? A.J. Dillon. Would it be a, a little too confusing to call him Aaron Jones Dillon? <laughs> that would be a little too confusing. It right? would be 1,000% too confusing. Like, what are you yeah, talking about? A.J. Dillon, look, I said, I tweeted about this. If Aaron Jones were to be out a long time, A.J. Dillon could absolutely be a league winner. I mean, we saw it just in that fourth quarter against the Seahawks, two rushing touchdowns. He'd be a complete workhorse. Same thing with Aaron Jones. If A.J. Dillon were to go down, he'd be a complete workhorse getting nearly 100% of the carries. A.J. Dillon's a good running back. It's pretty clear at this point. And, I mean, A.J. Dillon's like the poster child for the difference between, like, analytics and um, watching yeah, tape. Because when the Green Bay Packers took A.J. Dillon in the second round, like, PFF, I mean, I like PFF. I appreciate their con- their content. I'm not just one of those guys who just shits all over PFF They're, because it's a cool thing to do. They People who shit on PFF are people who have bad opinions. Yeah. But, like, they were, <laughs> they were, like, legitimately laughing hysterically during a live stream because they didn't even have Aaron Jones, like, in their top 250 player. Excuse me, A.J. Dillon, in their top, like, 250 players, which clearly seems like a mistake at this point because he, he he looks like a pretty damn good running back with those massive fucking legs. But, yeah, as long as he's uh, as long as long Aaron Jones is out, A.J. Dillon, he's going to be ranked as a top 10 running back. That period. man looks like an absolute beast, yeah. like, honestly. And he was catching passes. He caught a 50-yard pass, yeah. tiptoeing the sidelines. I mean, he was a good pass catcher at Boston College as well. Um, Ben Roethlisberger. So Ben Roethlisberger is fully vaccinated, and a lot of these guys who are fully vaccinated that come back, they don't really feel a lot of symptoms of COVID, so they come back real quick. Ben Roethlisberger, on the other hand, is symptomatic. So, first of all, get well soon, Ben. He's dealing with a disease that the world has been dealing with for the last two years, and hopefully he breaks out of it as soon as possible. Um, with that being said, there's a chance that he could miss week 11 versus the Chargers. And I don't know if you guys know this, but Mason Rudolph is is the worst quarterback ever. Yeah, he's really bad. He's I have never seen a quarterback that bad, and I've watched Jets football for the last 20 years. Oh, yeah, so I think you're bucking out a little bit. There's he's some... terrible, bro. He just, he just had a tie with the Lions. I mean, the Lions nearly beat the Ravens. The Lions have been playing... They nearly beat the Colts. They've had some, I think it was the Colts. I may be bugging. Stop yourself. Some man. team. I mean, they've been playing hard-fought football. Yeah, but they've basically. I mean, the Steelers would have beat them if they have a big Ben. I'm not denying that. But, yeah, Mason Rudolph sucks. <laughs> uh, this is not really fantasy-related, but it is. Vita Vea uh, suffered a slight MCL sprain. One of the best run stuffers in the league. Uh, he's going to be out. and the, the, That's a pretty big loss. Yeah, the Buccaneers' run defense hasn't been the same, like, Antonio Gibson, someone we're going to talk about later. He, I mean, but it's not like he was efficient on a 
per touch basis. Oh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later too. Um, Interesting. Cam Newton. I mean, Matt Rule said Cam Newton will take most of the team's first team practice reps ahead of the week game, week eleven game in Washington. I just want to say thank you to everyone who didn't pick him up in Scott Fishbowl that allowed me to pick him up in the Scott Fishbowl. I'm dedicating my Scott Fish championship to you. Good for you, Tim. He gets 15 points in Scott Fish. I hope you uh you win it all. That would be awesome. That would be fucking super. Maybe one of us wins it all. Dun, dun, dun. That would be super. Is that all you got to say about Cam Newton? Yeah. I mean, good pickup for are you, do you, Scott Are you Fishbowl, using him later? Am I using him later? Like, is he one of your guys? No, I'm not using him later. Um, so let's talk Cam. What do you think yeah. about what do you think about Cam? Sure. Rest of the season. The fact that he was that involved already in his first game is pretty awesome. There's also reports that he's just going to take over the starting quarterback position already, um, starting the next week, which I mean makes sense. P.J. Walker had played a check down, run the ball type offense. They clearly won that game because of their defense. So just getting Cam Newton and inserting him in there. I look. I'm not a huge Cam Newton as a passer guy. I never have been over the past like five years um but I, I certainly don't think you could go you could get worse going from pj walker to cam newton so i'd do it absolutely if i was carolina and he like it's carolina that's his home like this is his homecoming he's probably super hyped to be there he scored on like his first two touches it's pretty awesome so and i do think like as we saw dude this guy had Two touchdowns, and he's going to end as, like, a top 15 quarterback Yeah, with, like, three total plays or some shit. He could end up being a a top 12 quarterback the rest of the way if this is going to be their offense. I I think Cam Newton is worth the pickup in all your leagues. I think that Cam Newton is – yeah, I, I – this is – like you said, this is his home. This is and he's played with Christian McCaffrey before, which I think is an important factor. I think he played with DJ Moore. No, he hasn't. He hasn't played with DJ Moore. DJ Moore was a year later, but he's played in in on the team before, and he's played with Christian McCaffrey before. One of the things that people are saying that's bad about about um, Cam is that he's going to start t- stealing touchdowns from Christian McCaffrey. Like, do you know what K- Christian McCaffrey's uh, running back finish was when he played with Cam Newton? Sorry, Debo Samuel already has two rushes just out of the backfield as a running back. Very mm. interesting. Mm, interesting. What was the uh, what was the question you asked? Uh, do you remember where Christian McCaffrey finished when the last time he played with Cam Newton? I mean, I'm just gonna guess RB one always the best. He was yeah. the best. There's <laughs> no reason to think that Christian McCaffrey is gonna be affected by this. Um, one guy that is being affected, Cole Beasley, um, the Athletics Joe Buscuglia. Suggests that Cole Beasley's playing time has been affected by a rib injury he sustained in the first week of December. Uh, I'm sorry, November. Um, I don't know how much that's a real thing because I don't think it's a coincidence that Cole Beasley uh, got less work in a blowout. Jason yeah. mentioned that he gets less work in a blowout, and I mentioned that he gets less work when Dawson Knox is on the field. Yeah. So we'll talk more about Cole Beasley uh, later on. Oh, interesting. Uh, Dolphins head coach Brian Flores says, Tua Tagovailoa, not surprising, will start Week 11 versus the Jets. Tua. Da, 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 da. They didn't start this guy on Thursday and then bring him in in halftime, or not halftime, like after halftime. Jacoby Brissett gets hurt, and they're just like, you know what? Jacoby Brissett's ready to go back in. Uh, we'll just leave Tua in. It was all very confusing. 
Like, why not just start the guy then? If you're going to leave him in once Jacoby Brissett is cleared to return. Um, I I mean, probably they were like, oh, look, we could actually win this game. Screw it. Let's keep Tua in. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely start Tua if he's healthy because Jacoby Brissett, he rivals Mason Rudolph as the worst quarterback in the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, 1,000%. Another defensive injury that we're going to mention that's, you know, not exactly fantasy-related, but definitely is. This one sucks, man. Chase Young tore his ACL Week 10. That one does suck. He's going to miss the remainder of the season, and he'll have to be a superhuman to come back at the beginning of next year. Unfortunate. Yeah, it's Week 10, um, so beginning of next year does seem like a bit of a stretch, I think. Yeah. Right? It's, it's going like to be a superhuman. type recovery. But then, but then again, like... Athletes have been recovering OD quickly lately from things yeah. like this, so you just you can't count them out either. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said Clyde Edwards Hilaire is has a pretty good chance to play in Week 11. Um, this complicates a backfield where Daryl Williams has been fucking phenomenal yesterday, especially yesterday. Yeah, Daryl Williams um, has been pretty solid. I wouldn't say like phenomenal. He's had he hasn't been like the best running back in the league by any means, but he's been getting the job done, and he's been a huge weapon in the passing game. Especially yesterday, it was very clear. The Raiders were like, hey, look, cover two works against the the Chiefs. Let's just do cover two as well. And then there were just a ton of passes to Daryl Williams. There were a ton of passes short to Travis Kelsey. They did that Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey probably had like four receptions and 70 yards on screen yeah. as like a block Max Crosby for the first like three seconds, let go of Max Crosby, turn around, catch the ball, and run. Like, some of them weren't even screens. Like, there weren't even blockers ahead of him. They were just defenders downfield. He just let go of Max Crosby. Max Crosby ran to Mahomes, and he just dumped it off to Kelsey, and Kelsey just ran after. And, they, I mean, that's how you counteract cover two type plays. And, I mean, if the Chiefs offense figured it out, which it does seem like yesterday, I mean, Mahomes went 400 yards and five touchdowns. You don't do that by accident. Could be uh, very interesting to see if the Chiefs are, are back. Yeah, because, I mean, that throw to Darrell Williams wasn't very particularly good by Pat Mahomes. Yeah, what a tremendous catch with Darrell Williams. I don't know how I forgot to mention that. That like I tweeted right away, like, CH isn't making that play, just saying. No, he's not. Uh, I tweeted today, like, all these people on my timeline are perplexed as to why Darrell Williams keeps getting all these targets and CH doesn't. And uh, I have a, I have something to, to offer. Darrell Williams is better at football than CH is. Remember when uh, people thought, Jarek McKinnon was the guy to pick up in that backfield because, you know, they like to live off hopes and dreams from years ago. Boy, I'm glad. Hopes and dreams. Have, I'm glad you guys have us. They don't play the... Uh, yeah, me too. D- dude, can I just vent for one second before we get into the news? Venting. I was... I wrote an article about Antonio Gibson, and w- which will be on the website probably today, uh, tomorrow or, or Wednesday. Part of a buy part of, low, yeah, sell high Part article. of the buy low, sell high article. I won't tell you which one it is, although you can probably figure it out. Um... You'll figure it out later on. Yeah, you'll definitely states his name. Yeah, you'll definitely figure it out later on. Uh, but I, I wrote the article and I and I went to you know, I went to see all of the stuff about Antonio Gibson, and the writer for NBC Sports Edge, which by the way we're getting all our news from here. The writer for NBC Sports Edge said the Carolina Panthers are a run funnel defense. Just you just shake your head at this point. This is after they already said that. The Rams lost their number one receiver, Robert Woods. The 
Carolina Panthers are the best run defense in the entire NFL. Is that another backfield According, carry for yeah. Debo? Debo has three backfield carries already. Hmm. Three for 24. According to, um, and Jeff Wilson is playing a ton after not getting a snap last week. That's Jeff Wilson running right now. Interesting. Not great for Elijah Mitchell. He's no. getting some carries, but. Ay, ay, ay. Um, Colt McCoy. Uh, Ian Rappaport says Cole McCoy suffered a pec strain in Week 10, but should be healthy enough to play in Week 11 if needed. Fun. Yeah, they they need Kyler Murray back. Kyler Murray back, yeah. Baker Mayfield, with his knee injury, is considered day-to-day. Uh, Stefanski added that the team is feeling good about where he is this morning. Uh, the X-rays revealed no structural damage in his knee. Look, Baker's not the best quarterback in the world, but Case Keenum is a clear downgrade. Yeah. But, man... The Browns offense. They the Browns just cannot trail. Once they trail, they're basically toast. Yeah. Like they cannot come from behind for for anything. Like, geez Louise. Uh TJ Watt, it looks like his what? hip injury is gonna be okay. Thank God if you're keep, a Steelers keep, fan. Uh, totally do. And what the fuck are you even saying right now? From Drake and Josh. And Mika Fitz tip tip to totally do. Shut up. A hip hip. But Mika Fitzpatrick is on the COVID list, so be aware of that. Um, Ricky Seals Jones getting the COVID bug. Ricky Seals Jones is day to day. Ricky heals bones will be fine. He's gonna heal his bones. NFL <laughs> Network's Tom Pelissero, this one is a big one, said Cordell Patterson is dealing with an ankle sprain. It doesn't sound optimistic that he'll play Week Eleven against the Patriots. Yeah, me and Jason were confused because we saw Patterson get hurt with his ankle, and then everyone was just. Like, I saw OD people shitting on Cordell Patterson's performance last week, and I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm so confused. Like, Wayne Gallman got 15 rushes. It's not like they didn't want to get Patterson involved. Like, he pretty sure he got hurt. And then they said, like, yeah, he might miss Thursday's game. Again, box score watchers, man. Yeah, box score watchers. Um, And finally, Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury said it's going to be close if Kyler Murray and his bad ankle can play Week 11 against the Seahawks. It's it's super. George Kittle, baby. Nice, I needed that. It it's super rare. Touchdown, by the way. Yeah. It's super rare that you see a situation where a guy is a game time decision three weeks in a row. Word. Strange. Yeah. Well, Michael's hard hitting analysis with that one. Word. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's weird when a game time decision is three weeks in a row. You think they either let the guy get healthy or they'd like just be like, yeah, he's good. He's Gucci. I was gonna say Gucci, then I was gonna say good. And say he's goo. He's goo. <laughs> he's goo. Goo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you know who else is Gucci? The new Gucci movie that's coming out. Is there a Gucci I movie coming out? I am not interested in watching that at all. It's I'll about, be honest with it's you. about House who? of Gucci. House of Gucci. Yeah. Did you I see have zero lo- interest? Just like I had zero interest in that other movie that came out. That was like the Versace movie. It's like I do not care about this Versace movie at all. Like Michael is. Uh, I mean, if you guys like those movies, sure, go for it. But I just have zero interest at all. In Michael's movies. Michael's choice of fashion is uh, he's wearing a Super Mario Brothers T-shirt right now. Super Mario. Huh? Mike, Michael's choice of fashion is if you could put a funny phrase on my T-shirt, like I'm, I'm with it. Or Dunder Mifflin. Or, or anything that's do with the office. Michael yeah. loves. Yeah. Let's get to our first category. Mm. The first category, of course, is we saw that coming. The stuff that we saw coming, baby. I saw that coming from a mile away. All right, Michael. So, who is your first? Saw that coming. My first we saw that coming. You guys know how much I enjoy flexing on Tim. Oh, this was a double dip, actually. But one is one of them is the main guy. It's TJ Hawkinson. The guy I called the glorified Cole Komet. The guy I said you have to start every week 
but he doesn't really give you an edge at tight end anymore. The guy who just got a donut on one target in an overtime game. Two targets. One target. Two targets. According to Yahoo, one target. Yeah, they didn't give him credit on a screen target because Jericho's pass was just ridiculously bad. But it, it was wow. a screen to him. But anywho, yeah. Um, I've been... Tim, let me be, let me ask you a question. No. Are you scared that TJ Hawkinson, you know, wasted his best two performances the first two weeks of the season? I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. I'm, yeah, so, I'm scared. so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. I mean, the, the Brodo Discord got a kick out of Hawkinson's donut performance, like... And look, we don't like when players do bad, but they know it's like an ongoing joke between me and Tim. So they uh, they brought that up today. Like, hey. That was nice. Yeah. Suck it. Like, guys. hey, Brodo Mike, you remember uh, what happened with Hawkinson yesterday? Just called yourself your at name. That's that's so. I'm talking because that's what happened in the so, Discord. You're such a hipster right now. You're just a hipster. Ex- 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 just accept it. Um, Is that it? Are you done? He said that's turning into the most epic question of the season. Tim, are you sure TJ Hawkinson just didn't have his two best weeks of the season? Yes, yeah, someone fucking <laughs> asked me that. That wasn't Michael. <laughs> I resorted to memes because I'm not going to lie. I'm a little scared. And then the other one, uh, quick, I I have another person. This is just like an honorary because Michael Pittman. I said it was an absolute joke that this guy was being ranked as a wide receiver one. Stop it. He ended as a wide receiver three this week. Stop it. Just throwing that in there. Five. I said it's an absolute joke of pure recency bias that Michael Pittman Jr. would be ranked as a top 12 receiver. And he didn't end as a top 12 receiver. Shocking. You're bugging. You should never project a top 12 finish for Michael Pittman Jr. I'm sorry. Why? He's He's been a top 12 player for the last three weeks. No. Yes. Two of the last three. He was 5 for 77. 5 for 71. But, yeah, that's a mediocre game, dude. Yeah, it's mediocre, but it's still like... I don't want no mediocre. I don't want no mediocre. Nope. Uh, get out of here with that. I thought you were going to flex on me with Ramondre nah, Stevenson. No, because you, me, and way, you, way me and you got into it over Michael Pittman. And you said you ranked him as your wide receiver six, and I said you're a complete idiot. <laughs> uh, I am not. I don't regret it. He's been great. I also, like Tim says, Tim sends me his list so we don't double up, but I don't send him his because I like to keep it interesting. Which I don't support, by and the way. And typically I'll his. look at Tim's list, and you know I avoid the players, obviously, because we don't want to talk about the same guy twice. And I saw TJ Hawkinson as Tim's surprise, surprise, give you a quick surprise. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm bringing up TJ Hawkinson first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for le- for giving away my surprise, surprise. It's an early surprise. I, I, well, I got more to say about TJ Hawkinson, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave it. Our first told you so. I'm going to shout out Jason on this one. Shout out to Jason. We were all in agreement, but Jason is the one that stopped the show and, and, and went rant time. Just, you guys just keep making up the word agreement. Agreement. What do you mean agreements? You just said agreements. No, I didn't. I said agreement. One thousand percent said agreements. Yo, Jason, did I say agreements or agreement? Huh? Yo, you're just a twin. You're just you're just a twin. Jason said agreements. Get in here. Um, Dearness Johnson. I almost don't want to give Jason any credit after that. Dearness Johnson, who finished. I got one, you with a sick burn on Twitter though. Who, who finished with one fucking <laughs> yard shy of my fucking. Of the bonus yard, but whatever. Um, you know, he had, I was like, I told Jason, I was like, yo, I don't know if Tim knows about this, so I'm going to tell him. Uh, Dearness Johnson had 101 rushing yards, and then had his last rush of the game was negative two yards. I did not know that. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, 19... We have a 100-yard rushing bonus in our home league. Yeah, but anyway, yo, Sean McVay looks kind of like young Donald Trump. Um, 19 carries for 99 yards. Dearness Johnson, seven receptions. For 58 yards, even in a game where he didn't score, he finishes the top five running back. And 
Look, you could talk all you want about how good the Browns' offensive line is. And the Browns' offensive line is very good. But Dearness Johnson is fucking good at football. And he's he's elusive. He breaks tackles. He's he's a very good running back. And I tweeted this as he was playing. I really hope he gets a shot to be at least a part-time back on a back. Like, yeah. Michael Carter and Dearness Johnson on the Jets next year would make me very happy. I think that's a really good like combo. I, I, I I, w- I want to see him get some playing time because yeah. this dude is just, he's nice. He's and balling out, yeah. Even in a 45-7 to seven game, he was really the only producer. He was the only producer on that team that did anything fantasy-wise, including the quarterbacks. And here we are. But the uh, the sick burn I was talking about on Twitter was when you said the uh, Ernest Johnson should have a role or whatever. You spelled his name like the word Ernest. <laughs> so I said Ernest Sentiment Tim, but his name is Ernest, and I spelled it correctly. Uh, do you know what I for? I forgot that the name Ernest is really like a name. Yeah. Like it's a name. I thought that his mom was just trying to name him like Ernest. Like he's the he's <laughs> the most earnest person. That's dumb of you. Why? <laughs> what do you mean? Is it, that's yeah. dumb. <laughs> right. I, I'll, I'll accept it. I accept. Right. Michael, who's your second saw that coming? My second we saw that coming is someone who... I mean, we thought it was fairly obvious. Um, Tarank is like a top 15 running back, I think. But like I saw a lot of people saying, like, oh, start Brandon Bolden over him. And it absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> are you are you shitting on me again? Uh, s- semi. But it's Mark Ingram. I didn't say. I didn't. Oh, Mark Ingram. Had 14 rush attempts. Um, it's not Ramondre. Season, yeah, I thought so. you were going to say Ramondre. No. 14 rush attempts and seven targets ended up totaling over 100 yards, scrimmage yards, and a touchdown, 18.8 half PPR fantasy points. Like, we knew he was going to be the guy. He did get a little lucky as Ty Montgomery was getting worked in and then left with injury. But Mark Ingram had a very nice game in in lieu of Alvin Kamara. And, I mean, it was fairly obvious that Mark Ingram should have been the play there. And people were, like, hesitant about it, and I had no idea why. Yeah, now he started the game a little slow, too. So those those people, I saw a lot of halftime victory laps that ended up being uh, Gotta love a, those. a really bad idea. Uh, my saw that coming... Look, I told you guys that my uh, my sleeper defenses have not been the best this year. But, oh boy, oh boy, did it work out. The Eagles' defense, 16 points. We're going to end up as defense one this week. Uh, returned a fumble for a touchdown. Sacked the crap out of Teddy Bridgewater a few times. Yo, can I just say, just to remind everyone, Teddy Bridgewater fucking sucks. He's horrible, yo. It's not great. And he and it's always the same story with him. He gets this opportunity to to start because who the hell knows why? And he starts the season off the first two games. Oh, he's kind of hot. It's pretty cool. And then he sucks. And everyone no one no one does anything. The guy has Cortland Sutton. He has Jerry Judy. He has Javante Williams, who by the way, remember last week we were I was like, he leads the league in broken tackles. And you were like, are you sure it's not broken tackles per attempt? And I was like, oh, no, he leads the league in broken tackles total. That's how crazy he's been in broken tackles. Okay. He has a decent offensive line. And still, there's no fantasy output from, from that team, except Melvin Gordon, who rushes in a touchdown every week. It's absolutely ridiculous that that's the case. And he sucks, period. I don't want to hear nothing about it no more. He's the worst. It has been very frustrating. And the Eagles defense made for him Judy for Sutton look like the fans. worst. In honor Even of Javante Williams, who looked tremendous, ended up like five and a half fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, by the way, have you guys seen the episode two of the new Dexter? Not yet. I was going to watch it tonight, probably. Yeah, yeah. I have, to, I have to watch it as well. But in honor of 
Dexter, let's go to the surprise, surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. All right, Michael, who is your biggest surprise of the week? My first surprise, surprise goes to the one and only Marcus Johnson of the Tennessee Titans. For those who don't know, Julio Jones is out with an injury on IR, and Marcus Johnson steps in and on six targets, goes five catches for 100 yards against the Saints, which the wide receiver two position against the Saints usually puts in work because Marcus Lattimore is on the number one option. A.J. Brown had Lattimore on him and was double teamed very often yesterday. Still, you got to get him more than one reception, but that's besides the point. Marcus Johnson went five for 100 um, in Julio Jones's as Julio Jones's replacement. Julio doesn't have a 100-yard game this year. Um, it was quite shocking to see Marcus Johnson pull that off, especially because it hasn't been Marcus Johnson, right? In the past, like Julio, when Julio was healthy, he was getting some passes. Nick Westbrook Aquino was catching passes. Um, Josh Reynolds was catching passes a little bit. And then Ronald, uh, excuse me, Reynolds gets cut. And then enter Marcus Johnson having probably, a 100-yard game. Probably why Reynolds got cut. Yeah, maybe. Um, like, I'm not going crazy. It's not like I'm uh, saying go add Marcus Johnson. More 100-yard games are coming. But it was fun. And he'll it was be, a surprise. So shout out be, Marcus Johnson. He'll be a hot waiver wire guy, I feel like, this week. Time will tell. Fool's gold. Sneak peek. Man, I should have. Do you know what I should have done? I'm, surprise, surprise is going to be TJ Hawkinson. But we already talked about TJ Hawkinson. Here's my surprise, surprise. And here's why I'm not scared by my Michael said. Look, Dan Campbell, he's new to these things. And for some reason, he was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bite some kneecaps. We're not going to pass the ball at all against the one of the best rushing defenses in the league. We're just going to run it down their pipes. Jared Goff had 50 yards receiving in the fourth quarter. I mean, 50, and then they were in catch-up mode, so Goff ended up throwing the ball 25 times. The fact that they got into uh, overtime and Goff still threw the ball 25 times, it's just not... It's not it's not going to keep that There's way. There's a 0% chance you convinced me that their absolute lack of passing is a good thing in any way for TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, because the it's not going to happen. The fact that they went an game. entire game okay with Jared Goff having like 50 passing yards tells me everything I need to know about that passing offense. No, that's stupid. Because TJ Hawkinson, the Spruce There was Pokemon. nine games before that where they passed the ball plenty. And then there was one game where they don't. Progressively. And there's one game that they don't in the rain. It's and, been a downward like, trend. Oh, yeah. No, what? That offense started off better than it is now. Sure. That's not like a... What do you TJ, mean, sure? It sure. Has, it wasn't? It was. No, but TJ Hawkinson hasn't. TJ Hawkinson has been on an upward trend. Oh, my goodness. What That's makes you say that? Good. He scores double digits every goddamn week except two. Not true. Yes, it is true. Nope. Yes. Every week. Every single week. Okay, keep starting Hawkinson and keep getting tight end 12 performances from him. Fun. He's the tight end for Michael. He has one, two, three, four, five of ten games in single digits in half PPR leagues. All right, and what are the five games under eight? All right, what are the single? Thank you. Under eight? Yes. I don't believe you. Show me. Literally five games under eight. The donut counts after the bye week, a.k.a. yesterday. Okay, the donut counts. Under eight, and one of them you're counting is 7.8. Fuck out of here with that. For real. Stop. All right. What? For real? You're counting 7.8. That, yes. No, that rounds up to eight. Four, get four under eight. Uh, I want to shout out something that five I five at seven point eight or less. 
doesn't make it any better. I can't wait till TJ Hawkinson scores two touchdowns next week. I can't wait till that doesn't happen ever again for the rest of the season. It hasn't even happened yet once this season. I can't wait. I can't wait till he fucking flexes on you and I dip my balls in your mouth. Like, it's going to be a whole episode dedicated to me dipping my balls in your mouth. I hope you know. Congrats. Your fucking fourth round pick was good for one time. I picked him in the seventh we'll round. See. Or whatever. I'm saying fourth round pick. No, don't don't insult me like I drafted TJ Hawkins in the fourth <laughs> round, please. Um, t, uh, Jamal Agnew, by the way. Shout out to Nick, our writer, who he was his the sleeper this week. And he completely convinced me that Jamal Agnew was going to have a great week. And he did. So shout out to It wasn't to even him. pass catch. He was rushing. Yeah. It, was it, was rushing. it just shows you the versatility of Jamal Agnew. The guy's good. Um, Michael, who's your second surprise for us? Second surprise, surprise goes to look a guy we've hated on for a long time at Proto because there was absolutely no reason to start him ever for as long as he kept setting the all-time non-touchdown record. That's right. Jacoby Myers has found the end zone, folks. I cannot go through a surprise, surprise section without shouting shouting out Jacoby Myers for his first ever touchdown. So, look, Jacoby Myers, even with that touchdown... Uh, I mean, mediocre game, four for 49 in a touchdown. I'm not going to chase him now, even though this more than likely means a huge hot touchdown streak is coming. Jacoby mediocre. Once. But, like, it wasn't even an end zone target. Like, it was around the 15-yard line, and he shedded a tackle and was able to run it in after. Um, in a blowout, probably against, like, a third-string tackle. I'm not sure. Yeah. Third-string corner. So, I'm not really sure you know, what that was. Shout-out to Jacoby Myers finally scoring a touchdown. It was cool seeing all the Patriots kind of react to it, which they made all got it, mad hype. which made it very clear that everyone knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, sometimes you don't know that if the players know what's going on or, like, if, <laughs> like, you don't really know. In this case, it was definitely uh, they knew exactly what was going on. Right. My surprise, surprise is Matt Breida, baby. Another, another Brodo... Legend, we love Matt Breida over here on this part. Every time he gets a chance, he succeeds. Matt Breida, except when he was on one of the worst teams ever, the Dolphins. Period, um, and he didn't get a chance. Every time he gets a chance, he succeeds. He only had three carries, but he got 28 yards and a touchdown. Three catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. The guy Michael, only had 10 snaps total. <laughs> it's funny because if you were ranking these running backs going into the into the game, it was Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breida. And how it ended was Matt Breida, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Yep. Um, the Jets still plentiful to running backs, this time giving up three fantasy viable games, although Zach Moss is like... Four total touchdowns to yeah, the running back four, position. Another it's four total touchdowns to the running back geez, position. Louise. But Matt Breida, surprise, surprise, he came out of nowhere. I, was not ex- I don't know who was expecting Matt Breida to get work like that, but Jason just raised his hand. He was... Yeah, Jason mentioned something about, oh, I wish I would have said what I was thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Matt Breida. Shout out to Matt Breida. Yeah. Uh, we love you still. All right, let's go on to our next one, the stock rising segment. This is the one where the stocks are going up. Yeah. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John... Our analysts indicate it could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. I'm going to start this one off, Michael, just because uh, I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first uh, stock rising is Michael Carter. Michael Carter, although he only went 16 for 39 with a touchdown on the ground, went 4 for 43 in the air again. He ended up putting up 16 uh, half PPR points. He ended up getting you 20 PPR points, and that was against the best team in the league, 
in terms of running defense. The second best team in the league in terms of running defense. This is a Buffalo Bills defense that has not been getting scored on by the running back, and Michael Carter put together another good performance. Now, here's something that you have to be you have to be aware of. Can he do this with Zach Wilson? Because Zach Wilson's probably going to be the starter again. Come next week. Is Zach Wilson going to target Michael Carter as much as he's been targeted? Is this a, prog- a product of Mike White or is it a product of a new scheme? Time will tell, but for right now, Michael Carter's stock is going up. Yeah, um, he just continues to produce, man. Um, even if, even in a bad game against the Buffalo Bills where the Jets' offense was absolutely anemic, ended with a 16.2 half PPR fantasy points. Actually is second highest output of the season. Another six target game, four receptions, 16 rush attempts, another touchdown. Michael Carter has just been getting it done. Like, shout out Michael Carter. Shout out Rook. Yeah. Shout out the Rook. My first stock rising is another <coughs> another rookie who, this one I guess I could flex on Tim a little bit, I said should be started over Brandon Bolden if he's healthy. And that was Ramondre Stevenson, who had a heck of a game against Cleveland. 20 rushes, 100 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, five targets, and four receptions. As someone who rosters Damian Harris in like four leagues, it was very disappointed to see what Ramondre Stevenson was doing because I knew that would have been Dav- Damian Harris otherwise. And you got to think that uh, Damian Harris will keep somewhat of a role when, excuse me, Ramondre Stevenson will keep somewhat of a role when Damian Harris returns. If he, like he, he was running pretty impressively um, in Week Ten, in Week Nine he had double digit points as well. If Damian Harris misses the game Thursday against Atlanta, Ramondre Stevenson's definitely going to be an RB two. He t- basically takes over the Damian Harris role, and the fact that he also had five targets is tremendous because Damian Harris doesn't do that. So maybe. Stevenson is uh, Damian Harris plus, right? So uh, we'll see this coming Thursday. But even if Damian Harris returns, Ramondre Stevenson seems like a very solid handcuff type guy who might have a little standalone potential. Yeah. Um, yeah, hard, yeah hard to argue with that. Um, let's go over to our next one. Mine. Stock up on Mr. Patrick Mahomey. Um, look, I there was gonna, was I was going to put his um, as a little bit. As a stock up, and I saw you had him. I was like, noise. Look, he, there was some wild shit going on, talking about he fell off, this and that, this and that, this and that. How about 406 and five? Bang. How about hold some 406 touchdowns and only five passing yards? (laughs) How about hold 406 and five and hold it real tight? Make sure you squeeze it Mm. and play with the balls a little bit. Damn, Tim. You, really, want, you really like talking about balls. Yeah, today. man, I'm all about balls today for whatever reason. I'm a little Yo, my by it, but my son, embrace it, baby. My son, it's the grossest thing because I remember thinking to myself before I had a baby, like, how do babies not shit on their balls when they're wearing diapers? And the answer is they do. Hardcore. Yeah, you like gotta clean the balls too and the penis and everything. Babies don't give a fuck. Baby don't give a. They clean fuck. my dick, bitch. And this, <laughs> and this guy is he shits, man. He's a He's shitter, shitting. this dude. He takes He's after his shitting. papa, you know what I'm saying? He also opens his... Every time he opens his eyes in the in the morning, like he wakes up, <laughs> fart. Every single morning, just really like me. like his dad. Fart like father, like son. Michael, who's your second uh, stock up? Uh, my second stock rising, you know what? Let's just keep it in Kansas City, and that's Travis Kelsey. After a few down games, people were a little scared about Travis Kelsey. Ooh, is the, uh, is the drop-off coming at age 32? He had his first, as I shared, first time he had a, a red game two times in a uh, 
five-game span ever, basically. And now he's had back-to-back very solid games, 15.3 fantasy points, 16.9 fantasy points, 10 targets, 8 receptions, 119 yards in the Sunday night game against Las Vegas. Uh, tied the lead, the team lead in targets with Tyreek Hill, and it was a, just a matter of time until this offense started to pick it up again, and I definitely think that was a step in the right direction um, against Las Vegas and Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, the dude just the tight end one, period. My last it, my last stock rising is obvious. Like, we already talked about him, so I won't go again, but it's A.J. Dillon. Uh, we already talked about him in the opening, and we will definitely hear his name on the waiver pod tomorrow. So, um, Although, will we? He's I mean, he's yeah, like 70% he's, he's pretty owned. pretty high owned. Cause, yeah, I mean, rostered. Yeah. But, I mean, A.J. Dillon is a guy who's going to win you a couple weeks if, if all goes according to plan. I will say this. I'm not going to crown him yet. There is a chance that he flops when people are – when people are preparing for one guy and then that guy gets injured and another guy comes in, it's not always guaranteed when that guy performs that they're going to perform the next week as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, I wouldn't crown A.J. Dillon so far, but his stock is 1,000%. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to rank him as a top 12 running back next week. Yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> and my final stock rising is a guy who we're like, I don't know what this damn team is doing. It's unacceptable. Unac- the targets that he's seeing, he needs more. And that's exactly what happened this week against the Chargers. Justin Jefferson, baby. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 143 yards. Just absolutely dominated the entire Chargers defense just over and over. Made tremendous catches and just... Like, this is a Chargers defense that has been one of the most difficult matchups for opposing wide receivers this year. That did not matter for Justin Jefferson. He was a big reason why they were able to pull off the win. The Minnesota Vikings, Tim... They're three and five. They have to be one of the best, like three and five teams ever. Without a doubt, I, we they, have a we have a, a, a friend who's, who's a Vikings, a Vikings fan. fan, and not only that, he has a chain with an iced out Viking on it. Like that that's shit a, is beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, it's. I don't know if it was the best way to use his money. But it's beautiful. <laughs> He's buying another twenty thousand dollar chain with like the, the the New York City skyline on it. Jeez, but let me tell you yeah. about um the Vikings. They've held a at least seven point lead. In every single game this year, and they're three and five. They just get that turned around a little bit with the extra, with the extra game. The uh, now the seventh playoff team, they could be a dangerous team in the playoffs, man. I do expect them to make the playoffs, even though they've started off slowly here. Uh, I didn't even finish my story. I just I just introduced Elias, and then I just didn't even tell you why I'm telling you about him. Um, he is a Vikings fan, and I texted him like, "Yo, you guys might have the worst." Oh, they're luck. now four and five. By the way, now, now four and five, yeah. You guys must have the worst luck of any team I've ever seen. He's like, y'all, I can't even believe it. Like every single week is the same bullshit, and he's right. It's the same shit every single week. So I mean, it's good to see them come out with one and not make it close. And I think a lot of that, like you said, has to do with the fact that they they got Justin Jefferson involved early and often. I think you can't you can't underestimate how much that had an effect. Yeah, top five, top five, top five, top, top five, five. Maybe. Yeah. That's it for the stock rising, I believe, right? We've we've you started it, so thirty and three. That's, that's why it was it came up out of nowhere. Like I started it. Duh, Michael. Let's go to the stock down. Our last segment because we're like we like to be weird and finish on a down mm-hmm. note. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of nineteen eighty. The down traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame them. We're now down forty three percent. Almost everything there completely wiped out, and the Nasdaq, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. 
Look, I, I it was just a Veterans Day, and I love America. I think we live in the best country in the world. But there are some things about America that I would leave behind. And one of the things is that gambling is not legal in America, like gambling at a casino on sports teams and shit. But recently I learned about selling well, and buying stock. It is in several states now. No, I mean, historically. Oh, okay. And in several states, yeah, but it's not, it's not federally legal. And I just recently learned about buying and selling stock options, which is basically gambling on the stock market. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's 100% free legal gambling on the stock market. And that shit's been legal for since the stock market's inception. Stacks, baby, stacks. It's just, you know, it's just part of America. Sometimes the rich people can do things poor this people can't. This is America. Uh, anyway, Michael, who's your, who's your stock down? My first stock falling is, dare I say, the new Allen Robinson. Oh, no, dun, stop dun, it. Dun. Don't say that. Don't say that. No, 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 no. DJ Moore. Oh, thank God. With 6.3, 8.4, 10.3, 7.9, 6.1, 4. Jason, how much does that suck? Since week five. Jason looks mad to start right now because Jason was riding high with DJ Morris as his, as his wide receiver won for three weeks, and now it's just like... Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, remember Jason's like, I got DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, and Deontay Johnson, three wide receiver ones who have all just been complete trash for Ever those weeks now. Ever since he said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey. Anyway... <laughs> DJ Moore. Jason's team. Jason's, by the way, uh, Johnny com- is about to complete the sweep of us in our home league. Johnny's yeah. team is good. Me and him are in first and second place. We're both going to win this week, so I'm still going to be in first. I do outpoint him by about 100, but, yeah, he he is one of my two losses. Johnny's team is good. He put and up, like, 170 against me. Nothing I can really do about that. And he completed the sweep. Jason completed the brother sweep in another way. Jason has lost to me, you, and Johnny this week. This year in the main league. No? Oh, you didn't lose to Michael? Oh, Jason did beat me. Right. Oh, he beat you. Yeah. Oh, I thought that Jason, Jason got swept. Jason are my two losses. Okay, okay. Well, I'm 2-1. and one. I did beat you. I beat you really bad. You beat me by a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot to a little <laughs> that week. Um, that was, was that the week I put up like 200 for the first time ever? Probably. Something like that. But yeah, DJ Moore. Boy, he better hope Cam Newton coming in changes something. Hot damn. Um, My first guy, and this sucks for my team because I have really, really, really really bad wide receivers. I, I drafted Brandon Ayuk. I drafted Chase Claypool, and I drafted Allen Robinson to be my three wide receivers. And right now, I'm starting Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and Cole Beasley. And that's not good. Charlie Uckers, my dude. I continue to win because Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, and Michael Carter are, are carrying the squad at running back. But with that being said, my guy here is Cole Beasley that I am putting a stock down on because Jason mentioned that Cole Beasley has way less snap count in games that he that the Bills blow out people. So that's one negative. Another narrative negative is that when Dawson Knox is in, Cole Beasley plays less. Another negative narrative that we talked about is that he has uh, bad ribs. All of that combined for Cole Beasley... Do you guys know how many snaps Cole Beasley got total? Probably like 18 or some crazy shit like that. Jason, do you have a guess? He did not look like he was on the field. Gabriel Davis played a ton. Nine. He played nine snaps. 16% snap count. To put that into perspective, Gabriel Davis, 52%. Emmanuel Sanders, 60%. Stephon Diggs, 79%. Isaiah McKenzie, 22%. That's just the wide receivers. If you go to the tight end position... Which is really what scares me, because when Dawson Knox is in, Cole Beasley kind of gets left behind. 
84% snap count for Dawson Knox. <sighs> I also I'll, think it has to do with the injury. He's been playing through it. I don't know why he played through it this game. He should have just sat out if that was going to be the case. But, I mean, they took a lead, and I guess they realized, like, we don't really need Cole Beasley to risk hurting himself in this one. But definitely was, not ideal. That, uh, I, I'm, I'm worried, and this stock oh, me, is definitely down. Let me just keep it in Buffalo because I put Emmanuel Sanders here who looked like he was going to be – like, he was a weekly wide receiver, too. Um, for a stretch there, weeks three through six, he was great four weeks in a row. And I was like, I guess I was wrong about Emmanuel Sanders. I I didn't roster him anywhere. Um, and then he had to donut against Miami, four for 65 against Jacksonville, and two for 27 on two targets in a blowout win against the Jets where Cole Beasley basically didn't play like you said, and Gabriel Davis put in work, and Stephon Diggs absolutely dominated the target share. Very concerning. Um Manuel Sanders, like, he has a great matchup against Indy next week, but at this point, is he someone we could really trust as anything more than, like, a risky wide receiver three flex play? Because it seems, uh, like, a long ways away from when he was that uh, consistent contributor, and a lot of it, even when he was putting in work, had to do with touchdowns. Um, that huge game against KC was because he only caught three passes but scored two touchdowns. So it's it's iffy moving forward for Manuel Sanders. If you to say the least. Um, with that being said, my second one is Alex Collins. Uh, dude, Alex Collins sucks. He used to be all right. Yeah. 10 for 41 on the ground. He's he's one for eight. He's in no way involved in the passing game. And that was an absolutely atrocious performance by the Seattle What offense. a bad game. Right, just like a really, really boring game. You get Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson, and you think like, "Oh man, this is gonna be great." That finger thing Russ had on had to have really affected him because he was just missing players. Yeah, and Bad. he the, his arm strength looked fine, but it was the accuracy that was definitely thrown off. Yeah, um, you could drop Alex Collins, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, already, I dropped him in a league last week. Like, I don't, I don't care if he's a starting running back if a team is going to not use him ever and only give him, like, I mean, not use him passing ever and give him 10 carries. Like, this isn't 1991 anymore, and we're not playing in standard leagues, most of us. So, forget about that. Um, Michael, thanks for uh, hijacking my segment there. I appreciate it. Anytime. And on top Any of that, Chris Carson should be back next week. Just be pooping. You know how I be. Man, I, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna say this next guy. Yeah, you saw my phone. It's just gonna be like my my whole entire my whole entire my final wide receiver down. core is on this on this, on this the segment. new Allen Robinson perhaps <laughs> Mike Williams three point seven two point nine six point eight five point three over the last four weeks after being an absolutely dominant wide receiver one through the first f- five weeks of the season I don't really know what happened it seems a little absurd that this big of a drop off has occurred. Um, Justin Herbert continues to be super up and down. I think that's what it is. Like three, he did have a bad game when Justin Herbert went off last game. Yeah, but, but Herbert is all the times around that. It seems. Yeah, those last four, those, those three out of those four out of those five games were just bad Justin Herbert games. Justin Herbert yeah. only had 195 yards passing, 20 for 34. He really struggled last yesterday. Yeah, and I mean, look, Justin Herbert has had. Three absolute monster performances, which has really buoyed his QB numbers and um, his fantasy numbers, I mean, which makes him seem like he's a rock-solid QB1, but fading Justin Herbert 
which I did this season, is something I'm glad I did because he has four games under 15 points and one game, four games under 16 points, five games under 17 points. Five games under 17 points just simply isn't going to cut it. Yeah, I feel like 18 is like the cutoff to you're okay, happy with their quarterback performance. Like you really want to see 20 or more, but you'll take 18. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not good for Mike Williams. We got to hope he turns it around. Like, at this point, I don't think you can blame injury either. Like, he's – I don't really think he's, like, injured anymore. If he is, they certainly don't seem to be acting like he is. Um, I don't know. It's just been rough and uh, definitely not ideal and a huge drop-off from what we saw in the first several weeks of the season. All right. If you stuck around to the end of this episode, congratulations. You're about to get some knowledge. Antonio I Gibson like knowledge. is my stock falling. Hmm? What? What do you mean? Didn't Antonio Gibson just carry the ball 24 times and score 20 fantasy points? This is worse than when I put Kadarius Tony as my stock rising in the middle of his game. <laughs> it's not because I'm about to explain why. That was the worst thing ever. That um, was bad, yeah. Guys, I know we talked about this, but I just want to let you know, Antonio Gibson's leg is broken. It's broken. I broke it in my nose. Uh, right now, the starting running back for the Washington football team, whose legs are his livelihood, is playing with little cracks in his shin. They're called stress fractures. This injury has limited Gibson in practices and games for at least a month. Yet, he continues to be absent from the final injury report each week and continues to play through injury, which doesn't make any sense. Just to give you a little bit of an idea behind stress factors, stress fractures, they're mostly caused by overuse. Of a bone, right? They're, this is not one of those fractures that you twist it the wrong way and it's like a hairline fracture. No, this is because the constant abuse on that bone has worn it down. And the projected timeline for its healing is four to six weeks. So it is some, like you can sell the idea that, hey, he's getting better and his his production is going up and you want Antonio Gibson on your team. Team X that doesn't have very good running backs. But there's a caveat. The timeline for the healing process, it involves resting and giving the bone time away from the activity that hurt it that caused the injury in the first place. So Gibson is obviously on a different timeline. And you know that because you're listening to it right now, but your league mates might not know that. Now, despite playing on this fractured chin, Gibson got the lion's share of carries, 24 carries, uh, he finishes the, as the RB5, unless there's an RB in this game that goes past him. And he finished with 20.8 half PPR fantasy points. He did this against a team that's giving up only 18 points a game to running backs. And that is minus 8.5% points over average to running backs that they faced. So, if he's within his healing timeline and he just outscored the entire uh, team's entire running back rooms versus the Bucks by himself then why is he a sell-high candidate? Well, I got three reasons for you. The first one is he's obviously still hobbled. Despite getting in the end zone twice last game and rushing the ball 24 times, Gibson only had 64 yards on the ground. That's an average of 2.7 yards per carry. And this is not something that's that's different for him. This brought his season total down to 3.7 yards per carry, which is good for 34th in the NFL behind Sony Michelle. The two touchdowns that look nice on paper and in your lineups are not really, doesn't really, 
don't really mean anything because that's what's floating Gibson. Gibson currently ranks 54th in the NFL in points per opportunity excluding touchdowns. He reminds me a lot of Josh Jacobs last year. You're either going to get two touchdowns and be super happy or you're going to be really sad because he doesn't get a touchdown. That leads me to my next point. The Washington football team offense sucks. They're led by a backup QB, and besides Terry McLaurin, it's a hodgepodge of nobodies. They're 25th in offensive points per game in 21. They're averaging less than three touchdowns a game, and even after their 29-point showing, that's the same. Relying on a score from a hobble player who needs a touchdown for a team that scores less than three touchdowns a game, probably not ideal. And then finally, his upcoming matchup this week is the worst. After last week's game where you might have gotten excited, Gibson will now face the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, who are currently giving up the 28th most points to running backs overall, and according to our exclusive metric, points over average, which only compares them, compares the running backs that they have played to the average, allowing nearly 25% less points on average to running backs that they faced. Right now is your opportunity to not only upgrade your team, but completely torpedo a team next year, next week when Gibson scores four points. Um, look, this is only a redraft thing, by the way. In Dynasty, I'd love to buy Gibson. I think that you should go out there and try and get someone, especially if you're out of the playoff hunt and you're looking for next year. I think Gibson is a buy. I still believe in his talent, just not when he's playing on a broken leg. So go out, trade Gibson. Now's the time. And rant time. I'm going to rant on one thing. Oh, did I already mention that they said Carolina was a funnel offense? I already said that on there. I already said that. Right, so I already ranted. Rant time if you rewind. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I know that was a little long-winded, but I just wrote an article about it, so I got all these I got all these stats on that. I do agree with you. I think he's going to be a Josh Jacobs-esque type player rest of the season. Also, I mean, he had two catches for 14 yards. Uh, yeah, whatever, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Michael, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Mike. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. You can find Jason at BrotoFF Jason. You can find Casanova at BrotoFF Casanova. See what we did there? The hub, of course, is BrotoFantasy.com. The Fantasy Football by Broto app is everything you need to dominate fantasy football, including points over average. And, of course, Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy is where you can go to support the show. Also, if you feel so inclined, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You'd be surprised. Like, ratings and in terms of who is the most um viewed podcast of the week or whatever and all those ratings they don't go by views or plays they go by comments isn't that weird that is weird they, they go whoever got the most comments that week so help your boys out get us on that list leave us some comments with that being said uh we just ran over an hour so uh, michael's gonna be mad at me later <laughs> later <laughs>